on, give the Lord praise tonight. Come on, somebody give God praise and glory. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, we're not following the script tonight. Let's give God praise and glory all over the room. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless his holy name. Praise the name of the Lord. It's so good to be here tonight. Praise the Lord. I tell you what, I feel a freedom in this house today. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you. Thank you, singers and musicians. Let's show them some love tonight. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here, and I thank God for the privilege and opportunity to be back here at Lakeside Church, and it's good to see all of you, and, uh, and I honor the leadership, Brother Jason and his wife, and all of you guys who are here, and, and the Collins family, thank you for the friendship and just for the fellowship. Uh, with all of the craziness that's going on, this is uh, the first revival I've done since March. Uh, but so it's, I'm happy. <laughs> so forgive me, I'm excited. I got to preach for my friend a Sunday service a few weeks back, Pastor Robert Kratzer, but this is the first actual revival that I've done. And um, I'm just honored to be here and, you know, thank God that we're covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And there's no greater feeling to know that you're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, we're going to go to the word of the Lord tonight. Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32. Very familiar passage of scripture. Very personal to me. Uh, this text literally I heard preached years ago and it changed my life forever. And, uh, and we want to share what I feel the Lord has laid on our heart for the service tonight. And I'm going to read verse 24 and read down through the following verses. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 24. It says, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And notice the words. It doesn't say that Jacob wrestled with a man, but it says that a man wrestled with Jacob. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, this is God speaking, let me go for the day breaketh. And Jacob said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. In essence, Jacob said, I will never be the same again. And I'm going to use that as a subject tonight for this message. I will never be the same again. 
And I believe that's just a faith declaration that some of us need to make tonight. That of all that I've gone through and everything that I've experienced and what I'm currently dealing with, what we're currently dealing with, I believe as believers, we cannot just sit back and hope things work out. But it's time for the church to stand and say, I know God's going to deliver. I know God's going to bring me out. I know God's going to save my family. That's not presumption. That's faith. And it's nothing wrong with claiming what God said in his word. He promised it. So it's time that we stand on it and believe it and let the devil know I will never be the same again. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being oppressed. I'm tired of being kicked around. I'm tired of the enemy getting a foot in my house. I'm tired of the enemy running and wreaking havoc with my children. Something is about to change for me, not because of who I am or because of what I did, but because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. My life will never be the same again. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for the privilege and opportunity to stand before your people. Lord, we ask you tonight to help us Anoint us to preach, anoint us to teach and to minister the word of God. Lord, I pray that you anoint the people to hear what I believe that you have given us for this service. And we give you all the glory and praise and we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. When we study the life of Jacob, uh, I've always believed in this text. And I've always told people that you can go ahead and substitute your name for Jacob's name. Because it teaches us about us and the process of sanctification that we are in. Yes, we're saved and yes, we love the Lord, but you and I are forever being changed. And even in this text tonight, uh, you will see if you read the duration of the book of Genesis, even though Jacob had an encounter with God, there was still a process. But he was on the right road. He was on the right track. He didn't come to a place of perfection but thank God Jacob was being changed and the things that he used to be was falling off of him. God took him and took, took him from being a trickster and turned him into a prince. Now only God can change a person like that. Someone who's a, a deceptive person, someone who is using trickery, someone who is living their life by means of trusting in their own intuition trusting in their own flesh and that's what Jacob's problem was and that's what my problem is I'll go ahead and don't get deep tonight go ahead and say it my problem is me the enemy is not you the enemy is in a me did you get that and if you start to understand the person that you look at in the mirror every single day that is the person that God wants to address the things that are still clinging, the, 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 the propensity in me to trust in my own ability, to trust in myself. And that is the life of Jacob. Even when the day he was born, he came out, of course, holding on to his brother's heel. Hence the name heel catcher. 
Jacob attempting to gain spiritual supremacy by trusting in the flesh. If you look at his life as a child, he was scheming. His mother was scheming. They were plotting, working things out for themselves, trying to do things on their own. And, and oftentimes, if we're honest, when we face difficult situations or when we're in the valley of decision, the problem oftentimes with the believer is instead of seeking God, we tend to make some plans and then pray and ask God to bless our plans we, we we trust in things other than what God has provided and God is always attempting to bring you and I to the end of self if you read when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane he came to a place called nevertheless we talk about Gethsemane, but inside of Gethsemane is a place called nevertheless. And that's the place you and I have to come to. What do you mean? Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. There's a brokenness that God wanted to bring Jacob to that I want to talk about tonight. And, and this is personal. And if you're honest tonight, it's personal for you because of some of the things that you went through. And think about your life. Think about the fact that there were times when you were going through as a believer that we questioned God and said, Lord, why am I here? Why am I experiencing something so difficult? And even at times it seems humiliating for people around us because they see we're going through. And we're trying to trust God and we're trying to believe God. And oftentimes, even when you pray, sometimes if you know what I'm talking about, God won't even give you a whole lot in prayer. He'll say, trust me. Come on, Lord, you got to tell me more than that. And it's like God is in heaven saying, listen, I know what I'm doing. And I know what you need. The problem is I just don't know what I need. I think I know what's best for me. I think I know how to figure everything out. And God is saying, no, I know what's best for you. And even though you're hurting right now, this is necessary for where God is taking you. This gospel that says that the Christian won't go through anything is really not the gospel. Because the way of the believer is a way of which we are going to be tested. You cannot read the Bible and come to the conclusion that I will never go through anything. It's impossible to do it. Every great man or woman of God throughout the years, throughout the centuries, they were pressed beyond measure. They were tried by fire. And I mean, they went through tough situations. And thank God you can read Hebrews and, and see where this one believed God against hope and how Abraham, even despite his failure, even despite lying, he kept believing God through faith. And every single common denominator of the patriarchs in the Old Testament is that they believed God. They trusted God. And as I read the word of God, I see God has done some wonderful, miraculous things, life-changing things. And my prayer now is that, Lord, I want to see this work in my life. I want to see this power work in me. Paul had been serving God for years, and he said that I might know him. And then he's talked about, I want to experience the power of the resurrection. He was not talking about the coming rapture of the church. He was saying, I want to experience the power of the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He said, I want to experience that in my daily walk with you. 
Is that anybody's prayer tonight? I'm tired of seeing me. I'm tired of seeing flesh. I'm tired of seeing my own flesh. And I want to see God work in my life. And the problem with Jacob is he wanted that. He desired that. But he was going about it the wrong way. And our text tonight says that Jacob was left alone. And I believe this is so vital to all of us. When all of the noise is gone, and no pats on the back, all of the glitz and glamour is shut off, and God brings you to a place where you're left alone. I believe wholeheartedly this was God's will. The Bible says he sent over all that he had, and in the middle of the night, now Jacob was left alone. And while Jacob was left alone, the Bible says a man appeared unto him. And he engaged Jacob. Now, why would he engage Jacob? Because there was an abject lesson that he wanted from Jacob. And there's something about flesh. What is flesh? You might want to write this down. Because this is deep theological. Flesh is you. Wait a minute, you got to give me more. However you describe it, it describes you. Flesh is me. Flesh is what I think. Flesh is what, what I am. Flesh is my, my knowledge. It's my education. It's the things that I tend to trust in outside of Christ. That's what flesh is. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to give you no Greek words and all of that. I'm just going to give you some basic Christianity 101. Flesh is what you have and flesh is what I have. And the Holy Spirit's ministry in your life. Think about it. We're in a daily walk. The Bible talks about walking worthy of the vocation. The Bible says walk in love. The Bible talks about walking in the spirit. He's constantly talking about our lifestyle. He's constantly talking about how we live the Christian life every single day. And it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit working in your life Listen, literally ripping away the things about you that are still there. Molding and making and changing. And which is why God allows the tests and the trials. A lot of times when things are going good, we don't really know what we're made of. Put us in the fire. Everybody can talk about I won't do this and I won't do that. I, I think about the Hebrew boys. I mean, man, they were determined. They believed God. And, they, and listen, their faith was literally put to the test. Say, you're not going to bow? All right, we're going to throw you in the fire. My God is able to deliver. But if he doesn't, I'm still not going to bow. That's the kind of faith that I want. A faith that's determined to please God. Determined to follow after God. And so it's going to be tried. It's going to be put through the, 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 the ringer and the pressure. You're going to go through. We're going to go through. The body of Christ, even as a whole, has experienced, I believe, a shaking. Here we are in August, and a lot of people don't know what to do. And see, I believe we've been exposed. These false messages won't work now. I speak it this and I name it this and well, speak away COVID, please. And I don't mean that to be unkind or, or sarcastic, but I mean, if we, and we, we've, we've preached all of these 
foreign gospels and we've prophesied and prophesied and we've told people tomorrow is your season this turnaround is coming here and it's like 2020 God said I'm going to shut everything down and I'm going to see who really believes me or not is the message pure is it real if the doors of the building have to shut will you still be the church and that's my prayer, Lord, help me be saved outside of the doors. I don't want to just come in here and speak in tongues and have a hallelujah on my lips and sing a song or preach a sermon, but let my faith be genuine and real. It's my prayer. I'm believing God to touch me, to change me. Is that your prayer tonight? You know, we pray for God to change that church and change that member. He just don't do it the way I do it. And God is bringing us to a place of saying, Lord, change me. Fix me. Strip away the stuff that's in me. I believe that. Oh, I mean, this year has just been, for lack of better terms, it's just been weird. How do you explain this to your grandchildren? And I mean, you've had people who've lost their way. Faith is shipwrecked. Exposed. And, and, and it's not something we mock or we laugh at. It should break our heart when we see a child of God go astray. It's not something. See, we've got the wrong spirit if we say, I told you so. They were nothing in the first place. It's not the spirit God wants us to have. He wants us to cry out when somebody falls out of the race. He wants us to cry out for that soul that has gone astray. But we're being exposed and the shaking is going on. I mean, all kinds of things have happened. I mean, I was I, there was a, a popular denomination uh, that I, I grew up in. And, and I mean, I, I believe the last I checked, it was some 30 of their bishops and preachers have died in these times of the pandemic as a result of this virus. Shaking. People are losing their loved ones. People have lost their businesses. And I want to ask the question, what is the church saying in this, in this season, in this time? See, this shaking, this, this, this wrestling, this turmoil, this pain, it should bring truth to us. People Now, fluff won't work. Messages that are not rooted in the word of God, they won't sustain people. See, the hype message won't work right now. They slap somebody, give them a high five and all of this and run around five times. That won't work right now. People need life-changing truth that will sustain them in the darkest hour of their day. People need the word of God. God walks upon Jacob, and now Jacob starts to realize that Esau is not the problem. Rebekah is not the problem. I mean, Israel was not the problem. His land of Canaan was not the problem. His brother was not the problem. His uncle Laban was not the problem. The problem was him. The Bible didn't say God went to wrestle with Esau. He went to wrestle with Uncle Laban. He went to wrestle with Jacob. And the lesson begins to unfold here. 
about the flesh. It doesn't light switch come on and say, man, it's over with. Flesh is gone. It dies hard. Because the text says that, verse 25 says, God saw that he prevailed not against Jacob. He had to touch him. And that's what God is doing to some of us. I believe all of us. He touched the hollow of that thigh. And now, Jacob's hip is out of joint. And Jacob can't wrestle. <laughs> See, God knows how to bring you to a place of surrender, of submission. I need a cocky young man. Can, can, give me a strong young man to run up here right quick. Don't be scared. Anybody, somebody. Bring me the big guy, yeah. I like this. Man, oh man. Come up here with me. I don't meet many people as bigger than me. <laughs> What's your name? Jordan. Jacob. No, Jordan is going to be God, and I'm going to be Jacob. Now, Jordan, don't get cocky, but I want you to grab me. <laughs> You're going to have to do more than that to take me down, man. I want you to see the lesson here, because I want you to see this text. I believe in illustration. I think sometimes it helps us to see. But I'm Jacob. I've been living my life the way I want it. I'm living my best life. I'm, I'm doing me. Y'all know all of these adages and cliches. And you don't take that advice, man. Do you. Don't do you. Do God's will. Don't follow your heart. The heart is deceitful and wicked. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Following your heart, don't follow your gut. That's wicked. That's evil. Follow the Spirit of God. And I've lived my life and I've done things the way I want to. I'm saved, but that's all I am. I haven't grown in my relationship with God. I'm comfortable going to church. I'm comfortable just giving my tithe and going home and just doing what I want to do. I make an acknowledgement of faith, but there's coming a time that God is coming to you when you're left alone and he's going to engage with you. And some of you are already experiencing that now. Grab me, Jake, Jordan. Come on, grab both hands. I want you to grab me. Take me down. Now we're wrestling. See, now the thing has started. Now the, the match has started. See, you thought your church was the problem. Well, if he just do it this way, we'd be okay. Oh, see, God said, I got something for you. I got something to say about you. I'm going to touch you. And when I come up, listen, you can take me down. But somebody you can't overthrow is God. You'll spend the rest of your life fighting him. And all he's trying to do is get you to come to a place of surrender. He grabs him. Come on. He grabs him. But guess what, Jake? Give me both hands. I'm Jacob. See, the flesh doesn't die hard. Easy. So Jacob is wrestling. He can't take me down. See, see, I'm stronger than he is. 
See, in my mind, I got this. See, this is what a lot of us are doing. In my mind, I got this. You go through another trial. I got this. But there's coming a time God's going to let you go through something that strips away your hope, strips away the thing you've been depending on, strips away your ability to work things out your own. Can you hold me up? Yeah, because I'm fixing to hold on. Now, what's happening is God finally touches Jacob. And when God touches the hollow of Jacob's thigh, Jacob can't wrestle anymore. So Jacob is holding on. Something's got me that's bigger than me. Don't let me go. And all of a sudden, God says, let me go for the day breaks. And Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. I realize this is bigger than me. I can't let go. I can't even walk on my own. I can't let go. I can't on my own. I can't let go because I tried to do it myself but now God's got a hold of me. God's touched me and now my thigh is out of joint. I can't fix it on my own. And now Jacob is not as cocky as he was. He's weeping. Thank you Jordan. Show him some love. He's crying. The man who deceived Esau, the man who tricked his own father, the man who tried to deceive Laban, the man who's plotted for his own life, the man whose mother even helped him plot. Now he's brought to a place of brokenness. And he says, God says, what is your name? And I know Jacob is struggling. Why is God asking him something that he knows the answer to? Because God wants Jacob to finally admit who he is. Jacob, I want you to just acknowledge who you are. And you know what? That's hard for us to do. Y'all go ahead and tell the truth. Now, I don't want to get no married folks in trouble. I'm just going to look up. <laughs> it's hard to just say those words. Isn't it? I was wrong. Don't say amen, please. I don't. <laughs> as soon as you get in the car, well, why did you say amen? So You know that the argument just starts so subtle and small. And us brothers, we can't answer a simple question. Well, why did you say amen like that? And now you stuttering. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> what's your name? What's your name? And Jacob is holding on. What's your name? Tears running down his face. What's your name? Tonight, I want to ask you, what's your name? What is it that you refuse to give up? What is it that you're refusing to acknowledge? What is it that you're refusing to, to just tell God, I can't fix this. I can't change this. What bondage is there? What struggle is there? What sin is there that you, you have and you're holding to it? And God says, I want to change that. Yeah. Jacob says, have you noticed God didn't change his name? until he acknowledged who he was. He said, I'm Jacob. In other words, he was saying, 
I'm the trickster. I'm the deceiver. I've been fending for myself all of these years. And God looks at him and says, your name will no more be Jacob. But I'm changing your name to Israel. Because now you are learning a valuable lesson that you cannot chart your own course in this Christian journey. But you need me. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The good man is Jesus Christ, but we're in Christ Jesus. They sing the song, where he leads me, I will follow. Solomon would say this way, acknowledge him in all of your ways. And he will direct your path. Not you directing your own path. When he touched Saul on the road to Damascus, Saul asked the question, what would you have me do? Samuel was crying and weeping and, and God said, Samuel, stop crying. Fill your horn with oil and go. I'm going to show you where to go. I'm going to show you what to do. But I'm not just going to send you out without help. I'm going to empower you with the spirit of God to help you to do what you cannot do. My name is Jacob. Somebody shout my name. Is Jacob. He said, I'm, I'm changing you. And then he said this. He said, for as a prince, see, as Jacob, you don't have any power. Look at that text in verse 28. As Jacob, you, don't, you can't prevail. As Jacob, you have no power. But as Israel, see, Israel is what I made you. That's why God couldn't bless Ishmael. Because Ishmael was the working of the flesh, the planning of the, uh, Abraham and Sarah's own planning. And God said, I cannot bless that. What I'm going to do, you won't have anything to do with it. I'm going to touch you while you're incapable and unable to produce. I'm going to make something of you that you can't make of yourself. He said, now as Israel, you have power with God. And then Jacob asked God a crazy question. What's your name? <laughs> he said, why are you asking me? You know who I am. And then Jacob called the name of the place, Peniel. He said, I've been with God. I've been alone with God. I've seen him face to face. And my life will never be the same again and that's what I'm here singers and musicians you can come that's what I'm here to encourage you tonight in this opening service is that God wants to get you alone with him and spend some alone time and bring you away from all of the things that you've been trusting that I've been trusting that I've been doing on my own and bring me to the place where I'm looking to him and I'm trusting him and I'm believing him. And when you get that place where you're saying nevertheless, you know, I think about as I close this message tonight, I think about Jesus. I was listening to a pastor, you know, a lot of times we talk about Gethsemane. And that pastor said the truth about Jesus is Yes, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, but the truth of his life is 
he lived in a perpetual Gethsemane. And that shook me every day of his life. If you think about when he was 12 years old, he said, wish ye not that I came to do the will of my father. He carried the burden of the cross every single day of his life. The Bible says while he was in Gethsemane, he kept falling and he kept praying and he kept saying, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. And he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thy will. And I want you to just bow your heads tonight as you are sitting here. And I just want you to let God deal with you and reflect on your own life. Have you come to the place of surrender? Have you come to the place of, Lord, it's not about me. Lord, it's not my will. Lord, it's not about what I want. There's some of us have major decisions to make. You young people, some of you have career choices to make. Career choices with college and with what you're going to study. I just want to encourage you tonight. Don't plan for yourself. Let God do the planning. Seek him. Ask him, Lord, what do you want for my life? And I can guarantee you this, your journey will be prosperous if you let God plan it. But I believe God wants to change direction tonight. I believe God wants to change. Some of us have a made up mind of something we were going to do, we are determined to do. And God is saying your life will never be the same again if you will just simply say yes to me. I want to be changed tonight. I need to be changed. Would you stand to your feet all over the house of God? And I'm just going to make a simple altar call for all of us who are here, whoever you are, you're praying, you're seeking God, but you've been planning for yourself and God wants to change the direction. He wants to give you the direction to go in your life. You may be struggling in your spirit. That's what it is. You've been wrestling and you've been planning for yourself, but God says, let me do it. That's why you can't sleep. That's why you're uncomfortable. That's why it's the frustration. It's because you've been doing it. And God wants to give you peace in that situation. If you're here tonight and there's something in your life, there's you need deliverance. You need direction in your life. I just want you to come around this altar. We're going to pray. We're going to ask God to move. And we're going to ask God to do something wonderful in this service tonight and throughout this weekend. So if you would, let's just come around here tonight. And let's call on the name of the Lord. Lord, I need direction in my life. I need a touch from you. I need you to fix me. I need you to change me. I need you to do what I cannot do on my own. I will never be the same again. I don't want to be the same again. I don't want to go back to who I used to be. I don't want to chart my own course in life. But I want you to do it, Lord. I want you to move. I want you to change my life and my situation come on tonight and just begin to cry out to him begin to give everything to the Lord tonight and whatever you guys have to sing you can go ahead and we're just going to worship God for just a few moments tonight hallelujah thank you Jesus bless his holy name just call on him tonight call on the name of Jesus tonight and just ask him to do the work that needs to be done Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Spirit's been speaking to me for the last while. And it was Noah built the ark anyway. And in the middle of the craziness, in the middle of all that's going on, and people wonder why you're doing what you're doing. Why, why, why? Because God is still able and He's still in control. And I thank God that he changed me and he's not finished <laughs> if there's ever a message that we need to hear and we need to heed to is that we need to change and it's only going to happen through the Holy Spirit moving in your life I encourage you to, to come back tomorrow, bring some people with you, because God is doing some amazing things. And I believe that tomorrow, I, I know tonight was wonderful, but tomorrow's going to be even better. But come tomorrow night, bring somebody with you, and uh, we're at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, and uh, it, I would maybe encourage you, if you would, to get here just a little bit early because it may be a, it's be obviously more crowded. But uh, but bring somebody with you. But uh, God bless you. Thank you, Torrance. Thank you. On time. On time. But uh, let's give the Lord some praise in this house tonight. Hallelujah. And somebody may wonder, well, why didn't you go through the whole big spiel of introducing Torrance? Well, he's a pastor, and he knows what it's like. Just come on and, 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 and preach the word. But we love you guys, and uh, be safe going home. We'll see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock.